0: Hi, I'm Kush Tia, and you're listening to Edipod Inc.'s podcasts. Hi everyone! After a very long break, I am back with episode one of our series on mental health called Mindful of Mental Health. In this episode particularly, I'm going to be addressing what is mental health, why is it so significant to learn, and give importance to mental health, the causes, the treatment, and also the social stigma surrounding mental health. So my last episode was on COVID-19, the whole situation with the pandemic, and specifically the factual information behind it. But being quarantined for such a long time, especially now living in your houses for like over six months, can of course have detrimental effects on your mental health and even your physical health. So in this new series, I'll be going over mental health, going over specific disorders, and also destigmatizing the popular stereotype afflicted with mental health. After reading a bunch of articles, keeping in mind uh, the large chunk of our population and specifically our generation right now when there's a society around us, it's very important for us to really understand what mental health is. A lot of the times mental health is misconceptualized uh, or even misrepresented by just being sad often or just being stressed out and those are very common events that we or emotions that we can feel. However, they do not clearly define mental health. I want you to analyze this through perception of your physical health. We are all prone to suffer through a cold, go through a cough, um maybe even go through a flu once in a while. Um it's pretty common and um Similarly, it's okay for your mental health to be poor for a while and then you working on it and it becoming better. Of course, your mental health is affected by a bunch of factors, a bunch of triggers and uh, stimulations which have different effects on it. So, the Medical News, CDC, and Mental Health Gov both confirm that mental health relates to your emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Now I would like to simplify uh, I would like to simplify this as your inner thinking and behavior. Now there is a broad stigma around mental health and this is very popular and this is gaining um a lot of popularity in these past decades, I would say. Um the emphasis on mental health has grown over the years and it's very important for us to understand, for us to study and really take part in what mental health is because it is correlated closely with your physical well-being. You can see mental health directly has an impact on your physical state. Um, A poor mental health can cause headaches, cramps, body aches, fever, weight loss, weight gain, um, sleeping problems, um, which we'll go into later, like insomnia and stuff. And all these problems can arise from poor mental health. Um, it also has like, well, these are short-term effects, but like long-term effects consist of like heart disease, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, things like that. Um, it affects your thinking in the wide range of things. So even if you think, hey, it's fine, I'll just get through it. A poor mental health okay. It's really not. It's going to have effects. On your mental status, your way of thinking, your productivity to some extent, and also long-term and short-term effects on your physical state. Now of course there's a bunch of research done and such as this one study done on the nurse task force um, correlates it to the effects of mental health. So your mental health has an impact on your productivity as well, which is very important. There are many many studies out there which correlate Um, The effects of mental health on the workforce is a major issue in our society today and especially with numbers on a steady increase, it is very important for us to target this. Uh, According to Mental Health America and CDC, 44 million individuals are suffering through some mental health illnesses and this is only the numbers related to people older than 18 in childhood or in adolescence we've seen 13 to 20 percent with mental health disorders and this just basically means one in five children around your like teenagers have some sort of mental health disorder. Now more than 50 percent are diagnosed with mental illnesses at some point in their life and I would like to conceptualize this or analyze this as thinking of it um as a cell. And we all know a cell has a nucleus or like our human cells, they have a nucleus, and the nucleus is very important because it is what controls the cell, which is what gives the backlog of what processes, reactions, and things are being done. So likewise your physical reactions and processes are all affected and somewhat controlled by your mental health. And viruses which basically hijack your uh, nucleus can be regarded as a negative atmosphere or trauma, abuse, substances, triggers, um, which, effect, which have a negative effect on your mental health. Uh, for more information on like, this um, analogy that I propose regarding your nucleus, cells, and virus, be sure to go check out the COVID-19 episode, which will dive a little bit more deep into this process. So the importance of mental health basically leads us into our next segment of causes. Um, and like other areas in science, and I would just say the science field as a whole, is very vast. And there's always new research, new advancements, which lead us to new causes, new treatments. So I would say even though these are causes that I've researched upon, they're obviously going to be newer ones more advanced ones like because these are factors still being researched upon but yeah um I have divided this into basically two categories I would say one would be social slash external environmental factors and the other one is physical slash internal environmental factors so the first one social slash external um the first cause in that section would be social stigma so stigma around like mental health specifically I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more towards the end but also the precedent of feelings and identity of your sexual orientation or just your identity as a whole and the next one would be abuse slash harassment Now this could be in terms of like sexual physical and verbal and all of these have an impact on your mental health um, the third one would be family problems, or just problems within your family, um, uh, problems with your parents, um, maybe your brothers, sisters, things like that, or um, a divorce in your family. Um, the next one would be a death of a parent or a loved one that could have a huge impact on your mental health. It might take a really long time for you to get out of it, or maybe you just might not be able to get yourself out of that rut. And, um, next one is poverty. So, this would include, like, unemployment, economic troubles, um, maybe being in a recession or, like, a depression, um, loan, debt, things like that, kind of financial-wise. Um, a deficit of spiritual beliefs or personal interests and or motivation. That all has a huge impact on your mental health and stability. Um, there, um kind of lost count but the next one would be toxic relationships um I see this quite a lot um especially in teenage years it could be something really hard to get out of or even just abusive relationships but just also kind of fall under abuse slash harassment um and the last one is a deficit of personal care which could lead to like um burnout so not keeping um not caring about yourself so I guess like a deficit of self-care, so this might be because of stressful environment, tests, college apps, fear of failure, things like that. Um, But yeah, these mainly consist of the social slash external causes. The next set of factors fall under like physical and, and internal, and the first one we lack of sleep. So this could be because of, or even leading into problems uh, such as insomnia or even restless leg syndrome. Um, second one would be smoking, which of course has detrimental effects on your physical well-being. Third would be substance abuse. Similar to smoking, it also has huge effects on your physical and mental uh, stature. Um, this could be from drugs, the overdose, um, also includes peer pressure. So it could fall under like societal factors um the fourth one is pollution slash toxins now when I researched upon this I was kind of like whoa wait what like pollution and toxin primarily because I live in California and we know the fires here are getting really tough especially in 2020 which has not been our favorite year um that would be stating the least about it but um in an analysis, this is an article by IQ Air, in an analysis published, I quote, in an analysis published in PLOS Biology of 151 million people in the United States and 1.4 million people in Denmark, researchers found similar results to studies done on animals. And this also held true for a major depressive order with air pollution believed to have increased depression diagnosis by up to 6%. And personality disorder, which increases in diagnosis by almost twenty percent in some cases, and um, quote. Um, but this just kind of sheds light that your environment around you has a big effect on your mental health as well. Now, increasing amounts of evidence and technological developments have proven over several years um primarily a study found from 1994 that air pollution has a negative impact on your mental health and the science behind it is um for I would say kind of summed down into three steps or three reasons is that the inflammation of your nervous system can cause a stress response and negatively harm your DNA so remember your nose is directly connected to your brain and similar to why you can get high so you know like um that feeling of Euphoria or like just being high after taking drugs is very similar to um, how pollution reaches brain through your nose membranes and once it once it reaches your brain it can have a harmful effect on the limbic system which is responsible for your emotion, feelings and thoughts. So kind of just pays a direct path to influencing your risk of obtaining a mental health disorder. So please, please, please wear your mask. Um, the next set of factors would be extreme weather conditions and natural disasters. Um, of course, this is a little bit um, obvious, but like forty-nine percent of the survivors of Hurricane Katrina developed an anxiety or mood order, mood disorder, and one in six people survivors have developed PTSD. Um, suicide and suicidal. Ideation has more than doubled, and this quote is from the American Public Health, um, American Psychological Association, The Climate for Health, and Eco-America. Um, this is a pamphlet that I totally encourage all of you guys to read upon. It's a very informative about mental health disorders and basically the whole mental health situation in our country right now. Um, so yeah, PTSD from natural disasters. Is of course, a very common one, and this could take a lot of time to get treated on. And yeah. Um, CDC evidence shows that like extreme heat linked to like violence and domestic abuse, uh, which then causes PTSD, anxiety, depression, or like just various other mental health disorders. So this just basically proves that effects of weather a mental health they don't have uniformal effects as people um, however, as like people with substance abuse and pre-existing mental health disorders are more likely to observe exacerbated effects. So yes, the weather does have some kind of influence on mental health and it has even a greater influence if you already have a pre-existing like mental health disorder. If you like, mental health is already like fairly poor and on that verge. And this would be the last set of factors, and it's just biological slash genetic factors. So this would be hormones or just like your physical health in general, which can also pave path to uh, mental health disorders. So it would be wrong of me for it to just end this whole episode right here after providing a backstory of what mental health is, the causes behind it, and not have anything to your disposal about how you can specifically treat this. Um, so don't worry. Of course, um, we're now going to be going over the treatments of mental health. I want to start this segment off by first um, introducing a quote by IQ Air in the same article that I mentioned before about like air pollution, and it states that researchers involved and this is a quote: researchers involved in groundbreaking four-year longitudinal study published in JAMA Psychiatry in 2020 found that untreated mental health symptoms could permanently alter the brain's activity by weakening connections between different parts of the brain that result in these symptoms. This is very important because you're gonna be surprised by the amount of people who go undiagnosed to even untreated of these mental health disorders. It is 62% in children and 56.4% in adults. Which go untreated for mental health disorders. And this is the source of uh, Mental Health America. These are increasing numbers. This is more than 50% of the people. And that go untreated for mental health disorders. And this is just. This. Number doesn't even include the people who are undiagnosed or people who we or doctors aren't even aware that have mental health disorders. So it's very important for us to focus on this issue and really understand why these people remain untreated. Is it because they're not getting the treatment? Is it because they don't want to get the treatment? Or what is stopping them specifically from going untreated? These are, very, these are questions that I don't want you guys to think about as I divulge into a specific topic. Now, of course, um, I might not be able to answer all three of those questions, but I'm going to do my best based on the research that I have done. So, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration kind of um, simplifies it down that behavioral health treatment consists of two um, kind of parts to it, medications and therapy. Um, medications include antipsychotic, antidepressants, sleeping pills, stimulants, tranquilizers, and mood stabilizers, and like many more drugs. Um, However, it's very important for us to understand that this area of research, specifically medications involving or like helping aiding in mental health, are going through drastic changes based on like Heavy research. Um, one idea of this, and this might be a little bit popular uh, to some people who like research or like know a little bit about mental health, is the side effects of antidepressants. Now, in this article um, from the National Center for Health Research, um, titled Do Antidepressants Increase Suicide Attempts? Do they have other risks? This is done by a bunch of PhDs, um, Not only. Levine, Nicholas J. Truary, and many more. Um, The whole article talks about that reducing depression is not the only reason why antidepressants can increase the chances of a person committing suicide. So as antidepressants become more commonly prescribed for these mental health disorders and reports a patient's suicidal thoughts and actions become more worrisome to physicians and family members and this is a direct quote from this article so i would really strongly advise all you guys to read into this article it's very fascinating very interesting of how um we've seen in just 2004 this is a very like new study based on like many other revelations made in the science field this is this whole truth about that antidepressants can have a negative effect came rise in 2004. And ever since it's been into research. um, And yeah, so there are so many risks with these medicines as well. And at the end of the day, it almost comes down to the person or to the patient and the physician. Um, Is it right for them to take these antidepressants or would it be more harmful than beneficial? Now, this leads path into my next, um, into the next part of it, which is therapy. Now, it is generally called psychotherapy and it's basically getting treatment from a psychologist, mental health advisor, or therapist. Um, in layman terms, it's just therapy. <laughs> um, but there are different kinds of ter- therapies with um different kinds of courses or strategies um to basically help or solve your mental health situation the triggers behind it. So excuse me, one example would this be cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT. And it helps to find the underlying cause and to fix them with proper practices. Um a third a second type of therapy is dialectical behavioral therapy, which is simplified to be called dbt and these are basically practices and ways to maintain a proper mental health, so it kind of um deals with how to kind of solve or like how to deal with your mental health disorder. Supportive psychotherapy basically just assists in coping with mental illnesses. And there are a bunch of other psychotherapies. I don't have enough time to go deep into each one of these, but these are primarily like three ones that kind of stood out to me. Um, There are many more though. So other treatment slash ways to keep them on positive mental health is of course to learn self-care. Before I talk about self-care, I want to really reiterate the fact like why I began this podcast series and why that reason has changed over this year, um, over the time that I've been making podcasts. So like when I first began this podcast series, and it was like about September of 2019, so it's been over a year, but it was really centered around fact-checking and a bulk of information on just one platform, ready to go and ready to listen. However, as I dive deeper into this medium, I learned that it wasn't just like me fact-checking or providing people with information and details. It was way, way, way more than that. And I've learned that no one person can be unbiased, no matter like how many precautions are taken, and even though I provide at least three sources, to some extent, my own interpretation is involved in a part of each and every episode, in every line that I speak, in every word. So in the end, I'm not just like a mere communicator or a, a connector between you and important medical information, but which also should and does have an impact on your daily lives and you should use this information to your advantage but indirectly i outcast my generation's thoughts and scientific perspective which equip me to shape up and personalize each and every podcast episode now many of you guys are probably wondering what does that have to do anything with self-care why would you go on the long tangent it does because self-care is a very subjective word. Each and every person has their own opinion on what this word defines, on what this word means to them. And I really want to um place emphasis on that factor because I feel that's not something we really talk about in society, that uh, we do talk about mental health. Maybe we do. Um, I feel that emphasis on mental health has grown drastically over the years, but we've never talked about treating it. We've never placed emphasis that self-care isn't just like painting your nails self-care isn't just for women it isn't just like putting on a face mask it isn't just like doing your makeup doing your skincare no it's way more than that it's really believing that it's giving time to yourself it's actually what I feel is that listening to what your mind to what your body needs and fulfilling those needs in your own ways it could be something like oh I should probably sleep in oh maybe I am gonna as not sleeping or i'm gonna get up early uh, because i've been sleeping way too much i'm gonna be more proactive maybe it's to finish your homework because you've been procrastinating things like that that is all about self-care those little things you do do have an effect on your mental health and i've talked about this over and over again it just directly all of this just connects to treatments to causes to the environment to society so yeah our generation's definition of self-care is gonna contrast and compare with the millennial, um, the millennial generations' um, beliefs on what their self care is, and that's totally fine. It just matters on that you're giving time to yourself. So the whole idea of self care really connects into social stigma around mental health. Um, Loki talked about this so much in this podcast episode, but it's mainly because it's such a big, big issue. Now. My source for the next couple of um, information is Understanding the Impact of Stigma on People with Mental Illnesses by Patrick W. Corrigan and Amy C. Watson. So, they basically um, classify stigma into two different categories, public stigma and self stigma and they state that public stigma is just stereotypes, myths, misunderstandings, misrepresentations, societal expectations pressed upon um, the people um, who are victims of these mental illnesses um, by society. and. An example could be like, oh, we have to take care of them, they're weak, they're incapable of doing anything, and these stereotypes have a huge effect on their lives. It actually worsens their mental health disorder, as well as it stops the motive for reaching out for help. So that really connects back into the three questions I asked you in the starting of this segment of treatments. What is stopping these people from getting treated? Why are they not getting treated? those like three questions right and this study states a three-step process in which all this can be fought through it is protest education and contact very self-explanatory Protest would be just um going against these myths going against misunderstandings um how would you do that plays into the next role education Learning about it, what you are doing right now by listening to this podcast, what I am doing right now to educate you all. And the third step be contact, which is just basically reaching out to someone who has a poor mental health, who might have a mental health disorder, or even just in general reaching out to your friends and family, like checking up on them. It's really important to do that last step of contacting someone with a poor mental health because it's important for all of us to realize and understand how people really feel and that's the main way how we're going to change our mindset regarding mental health so in the end it really just comes down to all of us to visualize to understand and to educate ourselves in this matter so that we can stop this overwhelming amount of people with mental health disorders we can help them And to do this, you just have to educate yourself as much as possible and spread that education. Go check out our social media um, for infographics that you can post. You can send out to friends and family members. Go check out our website for more um, information and articles relating mental health. And make sure to go check out our mental health center for resources, um, playlists, songs you can listen to. Um, if you want to just feel happy, things like that, please take care, and thank you for listening in to episode one of my mental health series, and I look forward to releasing my next episode fairly soon, take care, and in the meanwhile, believe that you can.